8-Bit Week kicked off in the Lunduke Journal community just two days ago. Two days of solid 8-Bit craziness, and we've got five more days to go, so we're going to do a quick roundup of all of the crazy, awesome 8-Bit computing and video gaming goodness that has taken place over the last 48 hours. This is the Lunduke Journal podcast for January 5th in the year of our Lord 2023. I absolutely love these themed weeks we've gotten into the groove of doing. I mean, we we don't want to do them all the time because there's there's so much other stuff to talk about, but it's just so much fun to bust outside of our comfort zones, to give to give ourselves a week to just focus on something that we wouldn't otherwise get to do. The very first one we did was last summer, and we did a week of DOS. And it was a blast. It was great. DOS programming and DOS games and DOS software and DOS emulation and DOS on machine. It was DOS everywhere. We we had DOS coming out of our ears. It was fantastic. We, we did, since then, we did a full week of haiku, a full PDA week, and now 8-bit computing week. And we've We've branched out beyond just 8-bit computers. We're also doing 8-bit video game system as well, but it's mostly 8-bit computing. And it is such fertile ground for exploring some of the most fun, interesting, exciting aspects of of the computing world. And, and I've loved watching how into it so many people have gotten. We've gotten people into it that were just like, nah, no, nah, I'm not into that retro computing thing, Lunduke. Aha, we got them in too. It's just, it's been so much fun. It has mostly been focused on Apple II, Commodore 64, uh, Tandy Color Computer, and the Atari 800. Those have been, uh, it, well, the Atari 8-bit line in general, but mostly the 800. Those have been where the focus tends to be, and that's not terribly surprising. That really, those are the popular machines. Those are the machines that really grab the world's interest. There are so many 8-bit computing machines that are worth spending time on, that are worth looking into, that are worth honestly glorifying for the coolness and the uniqueness that they bring to this world of ours. Uh, the Spectrum, the BBC Micro, uh, I mean, okay, the Spectrum... <laughs> ZX Spectrum is not my favorite machine. I don't like the keyboard on it. I despise the color palette. I'm not a huge fan of of the way sprites work. Like there's just there's so much about the Spectrum that I'm just like, oh, I could just leave that in a dumpster. But here's the thing. Even the Spectrum that I'm just not a fan of is a pretty friggin' fun machine. It is fun. It has great games, great software. It has an amazing user base. It has really interesting hardware design choices. And that's my least favorite of the 8-bit systems. There's just, there's something magical about this, this period in computing that really kicked off when Intel created the 8008 processor. The 8008 was the very first kind of 8-bit microprocessor. Before that, Intel had the 4004, the 4004, which was a 4-bit CPU. And then Intel came out with the 8008, was the first 8-bit CPU. Now, it wasn't the first computer that addressed memory in 8 bits. It, that, that, that actually went to, 
was it the uh, the IBM 360, I believe. But this was the first time, the 8008, that we had an 8-bit microprocessor. And that kicked off just a, a storm of 8-bit CPUs. The, you know, the Z80 and the 6502 and just 8-bit CPUs coming fast and furious. And so many cool computers based on all of them. So anyway, what I thought I'd do today, what I thought I'd do, is do a quick rundown of some of the interesting stuff that's been posted to the Lunduke Journal community over at lunduke.locals.com that I think it's you don't want to miss out on. And most of this is not posted by me. This is the really cool part. I posted a few things, you know, I kicked everything off with a podcast. Um, I posted an article of on day one that was my favorite, my 10 favorite Commodore 64 games. And, and I posted a variety of kind of my back catalog of of old Commodore 64 and <clears throat> excuse me, 8 bits, you know, news items that that I thought people would be interested in. But most of this is people exploring their past and reminiscing, people doing hardware projects, people uh, exploring a new 8-bit computer system that they never really explored before. It's, it's so much fun to watch people do that and to go along for the ride with them. And I, I got to give credit to the community because they have done a truly phenomenal job of detailing what they're looking at and what they're tinkering with and posting pictures and screenshots and video clips. It's been just a blast. So go to the post for this podcast. And there is a just a, a huge list there of all the different the different posts that have been made. And this 8-bit week that we're doing is by far the most successful launch of a, of a themed week we've done to date. Uh, the, 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 the DOS week was great. I mean, it kicked off in just a flurry of activity, but the eight bit week, it is just coming from every direction. There's, there's almost too much to keep up on. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to catalog all of it. So that way, even if you can't get through all of it now, you have a place to come back to and kind of just weed through all the stuff that really interests you. Uh, you can read it all, you can watch it all and look at it all, you can comment on all of it, or you can just pick it, cherry pick the, the stuff that really interests you. Uh, however you want to do it, it's totally fine. Uh, if you haven't gotten involved yet, there's still five days left, a little more than five days to get involved. Go on over to lunduke.locals.com, create an account there if you don't have one. Um, if you're already a founding member or a lifetime subscriber to the Lunduke Journal, you have uh, free access there. Um, otherwise, you can also pick up a, a really cheap subscription over there. It kind of keeps the keeps keeps the riffraff out. There's no trolls or anything over there in the community, so it's it's kind of a, a an isolated. It's like a it's like a country club just for nerds. <laughs> and this week we're talking about 8-bit computer systems. It's fantastic. It's the best country club ever made. I mean, this is better this is better than the the country club in Caddyshack. I mean, this is good stuff here. Uh, if there was a country club where I could I could pay my membership and I belong to it and when I go it's just, you know, like 8-bit computing stuff, oh, I'm in. <laughs> That's a country club that I want to be a member of. Um, all right, all right, all right, all right. So let's let's dive into this a little bit. The the very first post, and I thought this was just really really cool. 
the very first post that was not by me uh, for 8-Bit Week was one of an 8-bit breadboard do-it-yourself do computer kit, which I think is just the coolest project. Uh, I, I was looking through that, and I'm like, man, that would be so cool to do with my kids. You know, uh, like my oldest kid, I think, would get a, a blast out of putting together this little 8-bit breadboard system. Now, in the end, you don't have, you don't have like this massive, powerful, you know, you know, Tandy Coco or Commodore 64 powered computer system. You have a very, very minimally powerful system, but it's still your own 8-bit computer system, all breadboarded out, and it's it's a big project, but it looks really cool. I, I'm really tempted to do something like that. I, I just, I really am. I, I just want to try it. <laughs> I've got to try it. Um, this, the, then the second post, and I thought this was great because this kind of juxtaposed what I was expecting this week. The first one was about a was a hardware project about breadboarding an 8-bit computer and the second one was reminiscing about an 8-bit video game. <laughs> and that's I think that's beautiful. This one in this case it was Darius. And if you don't know Darius, Darius is this is a is a side-scrolling shooter a lot like R-Type or Gradius or those sorts of games except Darius is underwater and a great game. Great game. Uh, truly fantastic. Uh, one, one of the best side-scrolling shooters that's out there. Like if I wouldn't put it as my number ones uh, in that genre, but if I made a top 10 list, it would definitely make the top 10 list. It's, it's fantastic. And I love that because the new stuff, projects, hardware, software, and, and reminiscing and games, it, it, it's like everything that I, I wanted to see in 8-Bit Week, boom, happened in the first two posts within minutes of launching 8-Bit Week. It's just so great. I love this world. All right. Um, several people have been posting uh, videos of the Computer Chronicles, which I think is just fantastic. Uh, I, I love it. There are so many cool things that have been posted. In this case, one on the Commodore 64 and another one on uh, the Apple II, Apple II Forever uh, episode of the Commuter Chronicles. Totally worth watching. Really, really great episodes of one of the greatest TV shows ever made, in my oh-so-humble opinion. Um, uh, someone posted a picture of their giant stack of Atari 2600 games uh, and, the, and the story behind it and, and the nostalgia of it all. And... Man, it just brings me back. It, there's something, it's amazing. Atari 2600 has been out for 475,000 years now. The games, most of them, are pretty cheap to pick up. You know, if you go down to like a, a, a you know, a swap sh a swap meet or a, or some sort of a Goodwill type store, a lot of times you can find, if you're if you're patient enough, a whole lot of Atari 2600 games for very, very low prices because it was such a popular system. They made so many of them, and there's just a lot of them. There's not a lot of high demand for them. I mean, for a few, they're really collectible, and those ones are more expensive. But getting yourself a giant Atari 2600 collection is not that hard. Just the same, when you see a stack, a big stack, a wall of Atari 2600 cartridges... It kind of takes your breath away a little bit. You go, oh, 
and you start looking through and seeing all the games that that person's got in their giant stack collection and it's impressive it's beautiful it's just fantastic it it reminds me of do you guys remember the the movie uh uh the wizard or the wiz from uh, the fred savage movie where uh he and his little brother go on the road and they're they're kind of hitchhiking across they kind of ran away from home and are hitchhiking to, to california to play in a nintendo video game tournament and on the way they run across this guy, this other kid that's going to be in the tournament, right? And he's kind of their arch nemesis by the end. And they're going to, they go play with, they go play games at his place, right? And that kid's got like the power glove, the NES power glove, and he puts it on. Which, of course, anyone who's ever used the power glove knows that's not a great way to play video games. It's cool, but it's not great for playing games, like actually. Uh, but then, uh, <laughs> And the, the kid, and the kid, kid goes something. What was the exact same exact phrase? I love the power glove. It's so bad. <laughs> such, such an awesome, awesome early '90s thing to do. Anyway, but then what really, what really stuck in my mind when I watched this when I was a kid was at one point the camera zooms in and the guy's like, here's my game collection. You can choose which game you want to challenge me to. And he opens up this little uh, this little flip-top case that hold held maybe 10 to 15 NES cartridges. And he opened it up, and it was full of the NES cartridges. And, like, I don't remember if they had the actual sound effect <laughs> or not, or if it was just in my mind. But I distinctly remember on... Like it was, it was like the angel choir from above is just is serenading this box of NES cartridges. There's something, and it wasn't like it was a billion of them either. But when you see a big stack of cartridges, it 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 makes all legitimate nerds, especially nerds that were around in the the eighties and whatnot, just stop for a minute and go, oh. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I love that. If anyone else feels like posting the pictures of their stacks of cartridges, please do because it make it makes me smile every single time. Um, oh, the Apple IIe restoration project. Uh, I I I gotta recommend that you guys check this out if you get a chance. Uh, MG Addict has been posting this, and. He- I included a couple pictures inside the post, inside this roundup post. But he has a bunch more pictures over on Locals, over on lunduk.locals.com. I linked to all of his posts for it. He got this old Apple IIe that was just dirty, right? Filthy. Oh, you know you know what I'm talking about. Like the, the kind where it clearly sat in a smoker's house for way too long. And so the plastic had that smoker smell and feel. And, and underneath the keycaps was just grime and sludge. You, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. It gets gross. So he pulled that thing apart. <clears throat> and he has before and after pictures. And has done one of the most beautiful cleanup jobs on this little beauty. And he took it from this just this grimy looking Apple II into just mwah, chef's kiss, a beautiful Apple II machine. Close-ups on the board where the board is shiny. It's just gorgeous. And just he spent the first, the better part of the first day just making that that puppy sparkle. And I love that. 
That shows the that shows just like a love and a passion for this hardware, for this 8-bit hardware. So if nothing else, when we exit 8-bit week in a couple of days, in five, six days, whatever, we can we can say confidently that it, that as a community, we left the 8-bit hardware world a little cleaner and in a little better shape. <laughs> Um, uh, there's pictures of people running Geos on actual Commodore 64 hardware. And Geos, G-E-O-S, is a graphical, windowed, GUI operating system for the Commodore 64, which it's amazing. Uh, I mean, it is amazing what, what the people who developed that were able to do on a Commodore 64. Well, 64K of RAM, man amazing it's not the fastest peppiest operating system ever but it's pretty doggone cool i i I haven't posted it yet but i've got an article uh an older article that that i'm going to repost into the the locals community there so everyone can kind of take a look that goes over uh the other uh, operating systems available for commodore 64 which includes some unix-like systems and whatnot and some newer developed systems as well and some of the graphical options for the Apple II line. Because there were multiple Mac-like operating systems for the Apple II. It was so cool. It, it, surprisingly capable. Surprisingly usable even nowadays. Uh, I, it, is, it is amazing. It is amazing to me what truly dedicated, passionate developers can do with 8-bit hardware, with extraordinarily, by today's standards, limited amounts of RAM. Just <clears throat> just amazing. Just absolutely amazing. Um, uh, going down, so yeah, I posted my Commodore 64 games list, which I think a lot of people disagreed with, but then, then a lot of people also agreed with it. It's all subjective. It's my list of games that I love. And then lots of pictures and videos and whatnot of uh, playing uh, various games on the Atari 800. Lots of people delving into learning BASIC and posting some of the books where you type in BASIC code into these 8-bit computer systems like we all did back then. It was amazing. Uh, oh, Turbo Rascal, which is a Pascal compiler, an IDE, that can compile down to darn it like almost all of the 8-bit systems. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, it's worth checking all that out. Um, uh, someone, I, I don't have it in front of me here, but someone posted about the Tandy com- uh, Color Computer 3 emulator that's available. And the reason I mentioned that is because the Coco 3, the Tandy Color Computer 3, is arguably the most powerful, beefiest 8-bit computer of that era right it was it was a really special thing it was very upgradable and and very powerful the tandy color computer 3 was a really interesting machine and if you look at the the games that were available i mean almost all of those early sierra titles the first couple of king's quest and space quest and police quest and and all those sorts of things were available for the color computer 3 it was a really really great gaming system especially for adventure games uh back then and it's one of those machines that i've never spent a huge amount of time with and so i i've kind of th- i'm kind of thinking a little bit this coming weekend i'm going to dedicate a day 
of just to just use and immerse myself in, in, in color computer three land. I'm going to do it all via emulator. I don't have a Coco three to play on, but it's, it's one of those true. It's like, it's like, it's kind of that, that end of the eight bit era computers. It's so beefy, so powerful by eight bit standards. And, uh, I really kind of want to see what it feels like to use one. Even even if it's just an emulator, play some games on it, uh, load up some productivity software, use the OS nine operating system that came with the Tandy Color Computer three, and really just 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 stretch those Tandy muscles and see how it goes. Because uh, I, I I've played around with like the original Tandy Color Computer, the first Coco, plenty, but not the Coco three. And so I'm really, I'm really interested to see what my takeaway is on that one. It's, it's a really fascinating machine. It might, it might deserve a full historical write-up. I might have to do that as 8-Bit Week goes on because it's, it's a truly unique and interesting machine. Anyway, I just want to put that out there. Also, I wanted to remind people that Geek on Skates... One of the that's the that's the name of someone from our uh, from our communities, one of our own. And he about a year and a half ago developed a text adventure game, uh, kind of a kind of a, an atmospheric kind of horror ish text adventure game that runs on a whole bunch of 8 bit Commodore platforms like the Vic 20 and, and whatnot. I highly recommend it. It's free and it's open source. You go, you can go grab it. It's available for a ton of platforms beyond just the eight bit platforms. But uh, it's it, it's cool to it's cool to sh- showcase some of the stuff that our own community has made over the years. It's just it's just really cool. Um, uh, what else we got here? Oh, 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 yeah. Uh, so the duplicate this diskette image that was found. Hold hold on. Let me bring this up here so I can get this right. This is great. This is absolutely great. So Greg from our community uh, posted a, a picture that he found in a manual for a piece of software. And I've linked to it over there. Um, and it's it's a little drawing of a of kind of a, a, a trumpety, a trumpety dude. You know, important. Duplicate this diskette before using this program. And <laughs> I love that because it, it's it speaks to the difference in attitude from then till now. There was a period of time where you went and bought a piece of software on floppy disk and it wasn't just a good idea. It was downright recommended that, you know what, you should probably make a copy onto a second floppy before you start using the, the, the software. Because what if something happens to the floppy? What if you accidentally, I don't know, punch the wrong hole and then overwrite the data on the floppy? I mean, this sort of thing happens, and then you don't have that software anymore. So make a backup onto another floppy disk. Put it off to the side. You never know. I just, I miss that. I miss that style. It was... Anyway, that particular picture, um, I, I I copied that and put that off to the side because I'm like, that's a, that's gold. I'm reusing that picture for something. I don't know what yet, but for something, I'm gonna I'm gonna be reusing it. Um, and then and then of course we got we've been talking about the C compilers on the Atari 130XE, all sorts of stuff. So many posts. So thank you to everyone who has been posting all of the 8-bit stuff over on the Lunduke Journal community. It's a lot. 
And I, I mean, I don't, I don't know how anyone could keep up with all of it. Not in real time, anyway. I'm doing my very best because it's, it's, that's partly my job, but also because it's just so gosh darn fun. I'm cataloging it all here. By the end, we'll have a complete list of all of it. And so if anyone wants to go back through and see all of the posts, the projects people work on, the reminiscing, the hints, the tips, the, the pictures and screen grabs and, 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 and kvetching and moaning and complaining about things not working, all of it. I, I, I love that we have, we'll have it all and we'll have it all documented so you can go, go dive in. Um, anyway, that, that, that's what I wanted to say for now. I'm not going to do these roundups every single day um, because that would just be a lot. Um, so I'll do another one either in two days or three days. Uh, so let's see, today is Thursday. So it's today's Thursday. It's today Thursday. I should look at the calendar. Yeah, today's Thursday. So I'll probably do another one maybe on Sunday. And so thereabouts uh, with the next big giant list, because undoubtedly this is just going to grow. I mean, there's, there's there's so much stuff. There's stuff I haven't posted yet. I, I know there's a bunch of stuff that other people are working on and, and putzing around with. And and then the weekend's coming up and then oh the weekend when the weekend hits and people get to play around with 8-bit computing stuff, you know that's going to happen. So join us if you haven't yet. Uh, lurk if you want to. Man, it's just fun. Uh, if you want to if you want to pitch in, you want to take part in the comments, make sure you've got an account over there at lunduke.locals.com. Uh, but either way, you know, click around and, and enjoy all the posts and the pictures and all the good stuff. It's 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 an absolute blast. It's it's not just great from the memory lane reminiscing department, but uh, I've already learned stuff. And that's that's cool. That's cool to say I've already learned stuff about 8-bit computing because 8-bit computing is kind of a passion of mine. But, you know, there's there's people within our community that have such distinct and interesting knowledge and experiences that it's just impossible for you to have it all. And you guys have done a great job of already telling me quite a bit of stuff. So anyway, thank you to everyone. Thank you to everyone who makes this possible. Thank you to all the subscribers of the Lunduke Journal. If you haven't gotten your subscription yet, get it now because I was going to say time is running out, but it's really not. Time is on your side. <laughs> you, can, you can get us. The Lunduke Journal is not going anywhere. <laughs> you can have a subscription whenever, but the quicker you do it, the more fun you have. There, there you go. There, there's the. There's the totally awesome patented sales pitch TM. All right, everybody, go do something fun. Go play some cool video games, preferably on an 8-bit platform. We can add more bits later on. <laughs> and I will talk to you all a little bit later and, and, and podcast.